0: Chapter Twenty Five of Five Little Peppers at School by Margaret Sidney. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty Five: The Very Prettiest Affair. And Mister John Clemsey, having put off any inclination to marry till so late in life, was now that he had made his choice in a ferment to hurry its consummation. And Miss Ophelia, who was still to keep the house and run the old-fashioned flower garden to suit herself, thus losing none of her honors and, being in her element, as has been stated, with some one to fuss over, her self-contained brother not yielding her sufficient occupation in that line, begged that the wedding might take place soon. So there was really no reason on earth why it should not be celebrated, and Miss Wilcox be installed as assistant, and thus all things be in running order for the new year at the Salisbury School." "'And they say he has heaps of money, Mr. Clemsey has,' cried Alexia, in the midst of the excitement of the next few days, when everybody was trying to adjust themselves to this new condition of affairs. A lot of the girls were up in Polly Pepper's room. "'And it's an awful old family back of him in England,' she went on, "'though for my part I'd rather have something to do with making my name myself.' "'Oh, Alexia!' cried Clem. "'Think of all those perfectly elegant old family portraits!' Moldy old things! exclaimed Alexia, who had small reverence for such things. I should be ashamed of them if I were Mr. John Clumsy and his sister. They don't look as if they knew anything to begin with, and such arms and hands and impossible necks. Oh my, it gives me quite a turn to look at them. We are quite distinguished. the Salisbury School is said Sylvia with an elegant manner and a toss of her head. My mother says it will be a splendid capital to miss Salisbury to have such a connection and oh just think of miss anstice's engagement ring exclaimed another girl oh my on her thin little finger it's awful old-fashioned cried sylvia set in silver but then it's big and a very pure stone my mother says and quite shows that the family must have been something for it is an heirloom oh do stop about family and heirlooms cried alexia impatiently the main thing is that our miss salisbury isn't going to desert us miss anstice is oh goody Amy Garrett hopped up and down and softly beat her hands while she finished the sentence. "'Hush!' Alexia turned on her suddenly. "'Now, Amy, and the rest of you girls, I think we ought to stop this nonsense about Miss Anstice. She's going, and I, maybe, haven't treated her just rightly.' "'Of course you haven't,' assented Clem coolly. "'You've worried her life nearly out of her.' "'And—oh, dear me, I'm sorry now,' said Alexia, not minding in the least what Clem was saying.' I wonder why it is that I'm forever being sorry about things. "'Because you're forever having your own way,' said Clem. "'I'll tell you.' "'And so I'm going to be nice to her now,' said Alexia, with a perfectly composed glance at Clem. "'Let's all be girls—I mean, behind her back.' Polly Pepper ran over across the room to slip her arm within Alexia's and give her a little approving pat. "'It will be so strange not to make fun of her,' observed Amy Garrett. "'But I suppose we can't now, anyway, that she is to be Mrs. John Clumsy.' "'Mrs. John Clemsey, indeed!' exclaimed Alexia, standing very tall. "'She was just as nice before as sister of our Miss Salisbury. I'd have you to know, girls.' "'Well, now what are we going to give her as a wedding present?' said Polly Pepper. "'You know we, as the committee, ought to talk it over at once. Let's sit down on the floor in a ring and begin.' "'Yes,' said Alexia. "'Now I'll flop.' And setting the example, she got down on the floor, and the girls tumbling after, the ring was soon formed. "'Hush, now. Do be quiet, Clem, if you can,' cried Alexia, to pay up old scores. "'I guess I'm not making as much noise as some people,' said Clem, with a wry face. "'Well, Polly's going to begin, and she's chairman. We've all got to be still as mice. Hush!' "'I think,' said Polly, "'the best way would be, instead of wasting so much time in talking and—' "'Getting into a hubbub,' interpolated Alexia. "'Who's talking now?' cried Clem triumphantly. "'And making a noise.' getting in confusion finished polly would be for each of us to write out the things that Miss Anstice might like on a piece of paper without showing it to any of the other girls then pass them to me and I'll read them aloud and perhaps we'll choose something out of all the lists oh polly how fine just the thing i'll get the paper and the pencils the rig was in a hubbub alexia as usual the first to hop out of her place sit down girls said polly as chairman so they all flew back again there you see now said alexia huddling expeditiously into her place next to polly how no one can stir till the chairman tells us to who jumped first of all exclaimed clem bursting into a laugh well i'm back again now anyhow said alexia coolly and folding her hands in her lap i'll appoint lucy bennett and sylvia horn to get the paper and pencils said polly they are on my desk girls Alexia smothered the sigh at her failure to be one of the girls to perform this delightful task, but the paper being brought she soon forgot her disappointment in having something to do. "'We must all tear it up into strips,' said the chairman, and beginning on a sheet. "'Lucy, you can begin giving around the pencils.' And presently the whole committee was racking its brains over this terribly important question thrust upon them. "'It must be something that will always reflect credit on the Salisbury School,' observed Alexia leaning her chin on her hand while she played with her pencil ugh do be still lucy on the other side nudged her i can't think if anybody speaks a word and fit in well with those old portraits said clem with a look at alexia well i hope and pray that we won't give her anything old i want it spick span new and be absolutely up to date alexia took her chin out of her hand and sat up decidedly the idea of matching up those mouldy old portraits "'and that house just bursting with antiques.' "'Ugh, do hush!' cried the girls. "'And write what you want to, Alexia, on your own slip, and keep still,' said Sylvia, wrinkling her brows. "'You just put something out of my head, and it was perfectly splendid.' "'But I can't think of a thing that would be good enough,' grumbled Alexia, "'for the Salisbury School to give. "'Oh, dear me!' and she regarded enviously the other pencils scribbling away. "'My list is done.' Amy Garrett pinned hers into a little three-cornered note and threw it into Polly's lap. "'And mine! and mine!' They all came in fast, in a small white shower. "'Oh, my goodness!' exclaimed Alexia, much alarmed that she would be left out altogether. "'Wait, chairman! I mean Polly!' And she began scribbling away for dear life. "'Oh, dear me!' The chairman unfolded the first strip and began to read. "'A piano! Why, girls! Miss Anstice can't play!' "'Well, it would look nice in that great big drawing-room,' said Clem, letting herself out with a very red face. "'Oh, my, you wrote a piano!' Alexia went over backward suddenly to lie flat on the door and laugh. "'Besides, there is one in that house.' "'An old thing!' exclaimed Clem in disdain. "'Well, let's see. Here's something nice,' Polly ran along the list. "'A handsome chair, a desk, a cabinet. Those are fine.' "'Clem has gone into the furniture business, I should think,' said Felina and a cabinet, exclaimed Amy Garrett, when that house is just full of them. Oh, I mean a jewel cabinet, or something of that sort, explained Clem hastily. That's not bad, announced Sylvia, for I suppose he'll give her all the rest of those heirlooms, great strings of pearls, probably he's got, and everything else. Dear me, don't I wish we girls could see them! And she lost herself in admiration over the fabulous Clemsey jewels. Wait, Chairman, Polly, I mean— alexia flew into position what's the next list this is quite different said polly unrolling it some hat some lace a fan a lorgnette a bracelet it's easy enough to see that's sylvia's said alexia all that finery and furbelows well it's not fair to tell what you think and guess said sylvia a pink spot coming on either cheek twouldn't make any difference my guessing we all know it's yours sylvia said alexia coolly "'Well, I think that's a lovely list,' said Amy, with sparkling eyes. "'And I, for one, would be willing to vote for any of those things.' "'My mother says we'd better give her something to wear,' said Sylvia, smoothing down her gown. "'Miss Anstice likes nice things, and that great big house is running over with everything to furnish with.' Polly was reading the third list, so somebody pulled Alexia's arm and stopped her. "'A watch and a chain, that's all there is on this list,' announced Polly. "'Oh!' there was a chorus of voices that's it that's it and why didn't i think of that until the whole ring was in a tumult again it was no matter what was on the other lists the chairman read them over faithfully but the items fell on dull ears they might make suitable tributes for other brides there was but one mind about the present for this particular bride going forth from the salisbury school the watch and chain was the only gift to be thought of and she wears that great big old-fashioned thing declared sylvia looks like a turnip oh oh and i do believe that's always made her so impressive and scary whenever she got into that black silk gown said amy garrett i never thought of it before but it was that horrible old watch and chain girls said the chairman i do really believe that it would be the very best thing we could possibly give her and now i'm going to tell who it was who chose it do oh do the whole ring came together in a bunch as the girls crowded around polly Alexia then polly turned and gave a loving little pat on the long back don't said alexia shrinking away from the shower of congratulations on having made the best choice and thought of the very thing that was likely to unite the whole school on a gift it's nothing i couldn't help but write it it was the only thing i thought of well it was just as clever in you as could be so there now clem nodded over at her and buried all animosity at once "'And think how nice it will be when it's all engraved inside the case "'with what we want to say,' said Polly, with shining eyes. "'And a great big monogram outside,' said Sylvia, with enthusiasm. "'And one of those twisted chains! Oh, how fine!' She shook out her silver bracelets till they jingled all her enthusiasm, and the entire committee joining the vote was taken to propose the rest of the Salisbury girls, on the morrow, the gift of a watch and chain, to the future Mrs. John Clemsey.' And the watch and chain was unanimously chosen by the Salisbury girls as the gift of all gifts they wanted to bestow upon their teacher on her wedding day. And they all insisted that Polly Pepper should write the inscription, so there it was, engraved beautifully on the inner side of the case, Anstice so Salisbury, with the loving regard of her pupils. And there was a beautiful big monogram on the outside, and the long chain was double and twisted, and so handsome that Sylvia's mother protested she had not a word to say but the very highest praise. Oh, and the presentation of it came about quite differently from what was expected, after all. For the gift was to be sent with a little note, representing the whole school, and written, as was quite proper, by Polly Pepper, the chairman of the committee. But Miss Salisbury, to whom the precious parcel had been entrusted, said suddenly, "'Why don't you give it to her yourselves, girls?' It was, of course, the place of the chairman of the committee to speak. So Polly said, "'Oh, would she like to have us, Miss Salisbury?' "'Yes, my dears, I know she would. "'She feels badly to go and leave you all, you know. "'And there were tears in the blue eyes "'that always looked so kindly on them. "'And it would be a very lovely thing for you to do "'if you would like to.' "'We should love to do it,' cried Polly warmly. "'May we go now, dear Miss Salisbury?' "'Yes,' said Miss Salisbury, very much pleased. "'She's in the Red parlor. "'So the committee filed into the Red Parlour. "'There sat Miss Anstice and—' "'Oh, dear me! Mr. John Clemsey!' there was no time to retreat, for Miss Salisbury, not having heard Mr. Clemsey come in, was at the rear of the procession of girls. "'Here, my dears, Anstice, the girls particularly want to see you—oh!' And then she saw Mr. John Clemsey. Miss Anstice, who seemed to have dropped all her nervousness lately, saved the situation by coming forward and greeting them warmly, and when Mr. John Clemsey saw how it was, he went gallantly to the rescue, and was so easy and genial, and matter, of course— that the committee presently felt as if a good part of their lives had been passed in making presentations, and that they were quite up to that sort of thing. And Polly made a neat little speech as she handed their packet, and Miss Anstice's eyes filled with tears of genuine regret at leaving them, and of delight at the gift. "'Girls, do you know—could it be Miss Anstice who was talking with so much feeling in her voice? I used to imagine that you didn't love me!' "'Oh, that could never be!' cried Mr. Clumsy and i got so worried and cross over it but now i know you did and that i was simply tired for i never could teach like sister she cast her a loving glance and i didn't really love my work and do you know the thing i've longed for all my life was a watch and chain like this oh girls i should love it always she threw the chain around her neck and laid the little watch gently against her cheek oh it was alexia who pressed forward You'll forgive us all, won't you, Miss Anstice? if we didn't love you enough? When I want to forgive, I'll look at my dear watch,' said Miss Anstice brightly, and smiling on them all. "'Twas that horrible old black silk gown that made her so,' exclaimed Alexia, as they all tumbled off down the hall in the greatest excitement. "'You see how sweet she is now in that white one.' "'And the red rose in her belt,' said Clem. "'And her diamond ring,' added Sylvia. "'And we're different, too,' said Clem. Maybe we wouldn't love to teach a lot of girls any better, either, if we had to. "'Well, and now there's the wedding!' exclaimed Amy Garrett, clasping her hands. "'Oh! what richness!' finished Alexia. "'And everybody said it was the very prettiest affair, and so picturesque. And those dear Salisbury girls, how sweet they looked, to be sure! Why, St. John's blossomed out like a veritable garden, just with that blooming company of girls, to say nothing of the exquisite flowers, and ropes of laurel, and palms, and the broad white satin ribbons to divide the favoured ones from the mere acquaintances. And what a lovely thought to get those boys from the Pemberton school for ushers, with Jasper King as their leader! They all made such a bright youthful picture to be followed by the chosen eight of the Salisbury girls, the very committee who presented the gift to the bride-elect. There they were in their simple white gowns and big white hats." and then came the little assistant-teacher of the Salisbury school, in her pearl-grey robe, singularly enough, not half so much embarrassed as she had often been in walking down the long schoolroom before the girls. And Mr. John Clemsey never thought of such a thing as embarrassment at all, but stood up in his straightforward, manly, English composure to take his vows that bound him to the little school-teacher. And Miss Salisbury, fairly resplendent in her black velvet gown, had down deep within her heart a childlike satisfaction in it all, Dear this was happy, and somehow the outlook for the future, with Miss Wilcox for assistant teacher, was restful for one whose heart and soul were bound up in her pupil's advancement. Miss Ophelia Clemsey blossomed out from her retirement, and became quite voluble in the front pew before the wedding procession arrived. You see, it was foreordained to be, she announced, as she had before declared several times to the principal of the Salisbury School. The first movement, he saw her— brother john was fully convinced that he was a creature of the greatest sensibility and altogether charming and my dear miss salisbury i am only commonplace and practical you know so it is all as it should be and suits me perfectly and we will always keep the anniversary of that picnic that blessed day won't we and old mr king invited the eight ushers from the pemberton school and the committee from the salisbury school to a little supper to top off the wedding festivities And Grandpapa sat at the head of the table, with Mother Fisher at the other end, and Dr. Fisher and Mrs. Whitney opposite in the centre, and there were wedding toasts and little speeches, and everybody got very jolly and festive. And the little doctor looked down to the table end, where he could see his wife's eyes. "'It reminds me very much of our own wedding-day, wife,' his glance said. And she smiled back in such a way as to fill him with great content." "'And wasn't that reception in the school parlours too perfectly beautiful for anything?' cried Polly Pepper, in a lull, for about the fiftieth time the remark had been made. "'Yes, and didn't Alexia make an awful blunder with her paper of rice?' said Clem sweetly. "'I can't help it,' said Alexia, nowise disturbed. "'The old paper burst, and I had to put it in my handkerchief. You couldn't expect me, girls, to keep my wits after that.' "'Well, you need to have spilt it all over Miss Anstice's bonnet,' said Felina, laughing. "'Mrs. Clemcy's, you mean,' corrected Jasper. "'Oh, dear me, I never shall get used to her new name,' declared Felina. "'And I think I got my rice deposited as well as some of the rest of you girls,' declared Alexia airily. "'Mine struck Mr. Clemsey full in the eye,' said Sylvia. "'Then I ducked behind Polly Pepper.' "'Oh, that was a great way to do!' exclaimed Jasper. "'Oh, I saw her,' said Polly, with a little laugh. "'And I jumped away. And Mr. Clemsey saw her, too. "'Horrors!' cried Sylvia. "'Did he—' "'Oh, I'm frightened to death. What did he look like, Polly?' "'Oh, he laughed,' said Polly. "'Just then came a ring at the doorbell, sharp and sudden. "'What is going to happen?' cried Polly, her face like a rose. "'Everything has been beautiful today, "'and now I just know something perfectly lovely is coming to finish off with.' "'A telegram, sir.' "'Johnson held out a long yellow envelope to Mr. King. "'It's for Mrs. Fisher,' said the old gentleman. "'So the yellow envelope went down the table-length.' the color going out of Polly's cheek, and she didn't dare look at Mumsy's eyes. "'Oh, the boys!' gasped Polly. "'Jasper, do you suppose—' What she didn't finish, for Mother Fisher just then cried out, and passed the yellow sheet to the little doctor. "'Read it aloud,' was all she said. "'But how her black eyes shone!' David took 1st prize classics. I'm picking up a bit. Joel Pepper The End End of chapter 25 End of Five Little Peppers at School by Margaret Sidney Recording by Rachel 2015